I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. It's time for the Life Writing Podcast with your hosts, authors and screenwriters Stephen Barnes and Tanana Reeve Dew. All about creating the project of your dreams while living a balanced artist's life. Be the hero or heroine of your own story. Sponsored by LifeWritingPremium.com. Get ready to write for your life. Welcome to the Life Writing Podcast, where married authors and screenwriters Stephen Barnes and Tananarive Du talk about writing during stressful times, breaking into Hollywood, and balancing life. Every week, we'll share more tips on how to build a better life while you create your dream projects. Even if it's only at the rate of one sentence a day, life writing is the application of the tools of writing to life and the tools of life to your writing. All right. Woo! Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hope everybody's week is off to a great start. Guess what this is, honey? What is it? This is our last show of 2022. Wow. The year is already over. So can you believe it? Well, yeah, I can, actually. The first part of the year seemed... Actually, no. The first part of the year moved slowly. And then there was a center section that seemed to move more quickly. Then it slowed down again before the holidays. I think that that's, you know, I was aware of the fact that things were starting to feel like they moved faster. I don't like that feeling. Oh, so so. I, I like to deliberately slow things down by making sure that there are unique things that I'm doing every day. That slows the, perce- the perceived time passage. There you go. Well, yes, absolutely. Anything to slow down time because there's nothing worse than you wake up and five years have gone by. Oh my God. <laughs> Nobody wants that. So yeah, this is our last podcast of the year. We have a bunch of tips 
for how you can basically fight for your dreams in 2023. But first, darling, why don't we just talk a little bit about what's going on? That's it. Yeah. I, I I always feel like every day is a celebration. There you go. I mean that. Not, not just when there's theme music, but I absolutely mean that. I am on my way to spend a few days with my father at the end of the year. He lives with my sister in Atlanta. So I will. we did not take a Christmas trip this year, as we often do as a family. But I am going to go see my dad, even though we didn't all go. Usually we... We, we go to Atlanta and do the big family Christmas. But this year, it was just in our house, the three of us. And, and my stepdaughter, Nikki, came yesterday, too. So it was nice to just was, be at home. Yeah, I, and I'll be going back there, you know, probably sometime in January. You know, we're, we've got major career opportunity happening. I mean, I think that even though we can't talk about it too directly, I think that it is reasonable to say that what's what looks like is going to be happening in January is the culmination of... 10 years of work to position ourselves, to, to improve our skills, to network better. To break down all those walls. To break down those walls, absolutely. <laughs> and find the opportunity. And, you know, the, the brass ring comes around for everybody, I think, but we're not always ready for it. So the trick is to be sure that you're doing everything you can do to get ready because you can't predict when it's going to happen. We couldn't predict when it was going to happen or why exactly it was going to happen. And we'll talk about this more if things continue to move in this direction. But I, I do want to give a sincere thanks to the universe for giving us this opportunity to do something yes. that is, you know, uh, healthy, you know, remuneratively and also a wonderful career opportunity and a chance to play with some people who I think we're going to seriously enjoy. People who mean a lot to us. Let's just, let's just yes, put it right put it out there. People who and mean a lot to us. it is so exciting. It's so exciting that just the idea of it is so exciting that even if something happened and for some reason it, it didn't happen the way we're predicting or when we're predicting, which I think is more likely, I'm still so juiced from the prospect that it gives me like the wings and the confidence and the energy to just charge into 2023. Well, I mean, look. I don't, We're ready to kick its butt, man. I think that that's a good that's a good thing, you know. But I know that what I've been putting a lot of thought into is the strategy, tactics. What ex how exactly are we going to handle this? You know, what is it that we're trying to accomplish? What is the overall pattern of 2023? How does that fit in with our life goals? If this happens, it will have a powerful influence on the first three months of the year a very powerful influence in the first three months of the year, as well as opening doors to other opportunities. Every time I've been in a situation that was remotely similar to this, other doors have opened. So I take that seriously. I did not understand that previously. And there were some things that I, I mishandled previously in my career. Like I said, I'm really looking for an opportunity. I'm looking forward to the opportunity to talk about this 
directly. I know we're like, uh, we're dangling, we're vague booking, but we're not on Facebook. But anyway, we're vague booking, but it is, it's, it would be such a learning opportunity, a growth right. opportunity, a potentially later leading to a leadership opportunity, which is yes. something else that we're looking for in 2023 is more leadership roles. We're pitching, you know, a couple series that we're trying to get created where we would have leadership roles. And, and also I'm just going to put it out there, you know, an executive said casually to me last year, hey, what if you directed blah, blah, blah. And I I looked at him with great shock and surprise. I had never mentioned wanting to direct. I've never really talked much about wanting to direct, but doggone it. In 2023, I feel like in 2023, I want to direct something. And so you should. And so you I, have, if it's a short, you know, if I, I make I it. absolutely you know, support you in doing that. I don't have the urge to direct. I might be interested in co-directing, but I think that this is this is something that you should just do. You should do this for the, for your life experience. I'd be happy just you know creating something and, and producing, working with the the director. Producing is um, also fun. We've done you know, that but, with our short film Danger Word back yes. in 2013, and 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 that's the kind of thing. Also, whether it's a short film or literally just something I shoot myself on my iPhone. Like if you go to YouTube, I have a short film called Lost. That I direct, that I shot on a hiking trail. Um, and I like to like up my game. You know, that's my first like solo effort. I like to up my game, but I show my students that short film just to prove if I can do it, they can do it. <laughs> so sure. what I want to do is to, or what I feel like the appropriate thing to do is to ask myself, who do I want to be at the end of 2023? Mm-hmm. And I want to be a person who has accomplished certain things. I want my body, my health to be a particular way with the specific intent of attending a martial arts retreat in Manila in 2024. Yeah. Uh, March of 2024. I want to, I want to be dynamic for that. So I've been able to define what physical characteristics that I want. And I'm starting to work on those things in terms of career. I want to be writing, you know, at least two episodes of, of television and, and, and get a movie made. You know, sell a movie that is then in process. In terms of per, of family things, I feel like you and I are in a pretty solid place. You know, yes. we just need to not neglect that, not forget that, and ne- never stop romancing each other, no. flirting with each other. Yeah. Um, but you know, d- daughter Nikki has bought her first condo, mm-hmm. and so I can focus my attention on on Jason, who has made gigantic strides in the last year, especially in the last six months. Yeah. Since graduating from high school in particular. Absolutely. And so I want, by the end of the year, I want to feel very confident that Jason knows how to make not just a living, but a good living doing something he enjoys. So I think that if he can get his feet on that path so he knows exactly what he'd need to do, then he can decide what he wants to be in life. And maybe it'll be that thing and maybe it'll be something else. But my job as a father in that particular sense is done. He will no longer be a child at that point. What he'll be then is my son to whom I will give all the support and love and respect and affection I possibly can every day of my life. But I've got to get through this period where he needs me and move it to just we enjoy being together. 
Right. Absolutely. It's so close. We can just smell it. We can reach out and touch it at times. He's, it's so my, close. My son is wonderful. I yes. just love being a dad. He is just, he makes me so happy. And you're a great dad. And yeah. one, one of the you. things I'm very proud of, you know, I've talked about how we had a major meet and greet with a production company who were looking for people to staff for television. And I think this was like January, February of last year. So almost a year ago. And first of all, you're lucky to get that kind of call. It's a very, very big company with a very, very sweet deal at Netflix. (laughs) And we were basically like, oh, yeah, we're not interested in staffing until our son graduates from high school. And even as I was saying it, I was thinking to myself, these people are probably mind blown that somebody literally just told them that in a meeting, what are you talking about? This is Hollywood. This is not nursery school but but in any case i'm really glad that we did that because well, jason got through high school and it was rough he was homeschooled for god's sake it was on, rough on what planet am i supposed to put money ahead of the very family that the money is is made to support yes you know that that career things if i want to work on my career i could work and i'm concerned about the art of it i can work on a short story and yes. i intend to you know so like there're going to be hollywood things but I also want to keep doing short stories and I keep I've got a couple of novels in the work. So trying to define what is the minimum I can do that will keep those things moving at a staying speed. You know, I need the books to be to be progressing at a particular speed. I need to be doing about a thousand words a day, six days a week on these other projects that are fun projects in order to no matter what I'm doing in Hollywood, feeling, you know, feeling good about myself yes. feeling like I'm not neglecting these other projects. I, you know, it, it, for various reasons, that would be foolish. So I am trying to find the strategies that let's say I don't think it's too much to say that we're being invited to, to be in a writer's room. Yeah. Followed by script assignments. Right. That, that if the writer's room starts at, let's say, 10 in the morning, and it might not be an all-day thing, you know, we've heard rumors that it might be like a half-day in-person writer's room, then let's say we leave home at 9 and get there at 10, we're through by 2 or 3, and we're back home by 4 or 5. Mm-hmm. Let's say that it's that kind of pattern. That's called a 9 to 5, honey. That's what, that's what people do. Yeah. <laughs> so if we... If we do this right, then by the time I get home, I'm not going to want to do anything except maybe exercise. Except, no, I need to exercise in the morning. Every All the basic stuff I need to do, I need to do it in the morning. So that means up by 7, exercise, one 125-minute one section for exercising. I need to you know get my head straight, need to get dressed and showered and get out the door. When we get back, we'll need to have family meeting to make sure that Jason is on track, make sure that you and I are on track, and then possibly homework in the evening if there isn't any particular homework in the evening. Writing, whatever we're writing for fun, our dream projects. I have a spec script I'm working on. I don't want to be working on that. So actually, I think this all leads in very nicely to today's topic, which is about how to find the courage to fight for your dreams in 2023 because it is about fighting and it is about courage. And I want to take my own advice. Like I haven't done any of this yet. (laughs) So I'm really literally talking to myself 
But number one on my checklist is to dream outside of your comfort zone. Okay. And what does that mean to you? I would like to, that's why I just proclaimed to everyone that I would like to direct something in 2023. I have never done a major directing job. I've been on set. I've watched directors at an invitation of the director, but, you know, I didn't even think of myself as a director until that executive, well, not just this executive, there's been a couple of executives who whispered that word in my ear. And I thought, whoa, I hadn't even let myself realize that that is actually something I would like to do. I was sort of mystified by it. I'm, you know, barely getting my foot in the door as a screenwriter. So it seems like a, a whole magnitude, you know, larger. Well, are you there. willing to write that goal down? I'm going to. I'm. That's my next. Are you jumping ahead on my list? Absolutely. No, I'm sorry. Write down your goals. Did you want to say something about dreaming outside of your comfort zone, honey? No, well, you should define your goals. You know, it's like you need to have lifetime goals, you know, bucket list, but then like have five-year plan, three-year plan, one-year plan, six months, three months, one month, you know, this week, today, and what are you supposed to be doing right now? If you set this, it takes some time, but like at the, the, the first day of every year is a great time to take a look at these things, to spend a day thinking about the previous year and this year, the first day of, of every month is a great time to look back over the previous month and look at the next month, the first you know Sunday of every week. And then every morning, it's good to take a look at these things. And if you get into the habit of it, you don't have to spend a lot of time. It can be very, very brief. You just look at it. And you know every day, you should be thinking about your goals, where it is that you're heading, so that you can understand how today's actions fit in with your long-term plan. Anyway, that's just all I wanted to say there. But this being time, outside the box, choose goals that will make you the person you want to be, which usually is something different than you are right now. A goal that scares you a little bit is great. Yeah, and I'm talking to my writers out there too, our artists. A lot of you hopefully are listening as well. We have a tendency to sort of dream toward the the smallest level of our goal, which is like, I want to publish right? I want to publish in 2023, which is a great goal. That implies a whole lot of stuff. That means that you've finished what you started. You've been sitting it out. You've overcome your fear of rejection. You're getting out there. But what if you even made it bigger than just publishing? Like, I want to publish and win an award. Like, take it, like, to the next level beyond what you're dreaming, because I've already surpassed anything I dreamed of when I was a kid. I I, I never... Yeah, me too dreamed of having, you know, television adaptations and and working in Hollywood. That wasn't even a part of of my dream for very late into my life, as a matter of fact. Let alone having a fabulous husband or a fabulous son, you know. Well, I always thought I wanted that. (laughs) But that's, it's just that sometimes we stop ourselves because we're dreaming too small. So even if it's something you've never done before, when you're writing down your goals this year, which is my next piece of advice, write them big, like take it, that first one, that's your starting point. What's higher than even that? And make that your goal. And, and the reason I, I want to talk about writing it down and why it's so important, and I know potentially painful, is because even though I firmly believe that it was writing down the traits that I wanted in a mate that literally led me to meeting Steve. We talk all about this in our soulmate course, the soulmate process at www.soulmateprocess.com. But 
that literally is, I believe it. It's almost like an act of magic. And we both did it. We both made lists and et cetera, et cetera. Even though I believed it was that strong and that powerful, honey, early in our marriage, I don't know if you remember this, you used to talk all the time about writing down your goals. I want your one month, your three months, your six months. So intense, so intense. And I had such an aversion to it. You probably remember this. Oh, yeah. I had such an aversion to it. And I, when I really examine what it is beyond kind of early marriage, not wanting to feel like I'm in a beta role or all that kind of like jockeying for power in the relationship will probably have something to do with it. It was also that when you write it down, it seems like an invitation to disappointment. Like yes. here are 10 things I'm writing down. And I will be lucky if I do one of these things. And just thinking about not being able to accomplish all these things is making me sad before I've even started. I think that's something that right. people confront. Is no, I that- think it is. I think if you have a goal that's outside your belief in yourself, then you you need to change in order to do it. And if you need to change, that is an ego death. So it's right. not just who will I be or how will I be if I fail? Be how, how will I be if how will I feel if I fail? It's also, what will I be if I succeed? You know, can you handle the death of your current identity? Can you handle the fact that some of your current relationships will change? There are mm. prob- if you're not a success already in this particular thing, are you sure that all of your friends and family and community feel will feel okay about you if you move to that next level? Will I mean, they be laughing that, at you? Will they be yeah. talking behind your back? Oh, or she's will they putting think on airs. Sold out. Mm. Changed. You know, like if if they justify their lack of success by saying that that only villains, you know, can be billionaires or or millionaires or whatever it is, you you can't aim at that level of success without changing that belief. If you believe that only a villain can succeed, it's something then unless you want to be a villain, you're going to sabotage your own failure, you know, your own success. You're not even going to try. So you have right. to make sure that your goals would turn you into something that you want to be. You right. know, so if my goals, for instance, I had goals in three different arenas of my life when I was a kid. And like you, I got them all. It was There was the you know, writing career, the martial arts mastery, the having a family to love. And all of those things were directly or indirectly a matter of my work preparing me for the moment when an opportunity arose. Yes. You know, that, that there is, you know, I keep saying this until I find better terms and call it the dog and the cat, that, that the dog with writing is every day you work, every day you read, every, you know, every week you submit new stories. You know, you write one to four short stories a month and you submit, 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 submit. You cannot predict which magazine is going to buy it. It, even less, you can't predict when you might win an award. Right. So, so the awards and publication are stochastic. They they can't be predicted. They're the cat. But what you can do is walk the dog every day. You can do a thousand words every day. You can read every day. You can watch movies and analyze them every day. You can do things to keep your mood in the right place every day. And if you design your schedule so that Every day you're doing the things you need to do to stay on the path. You know, it's like a hunter. You don't know when that deer will appear, but you keep your tools sharp and you go out in the forest. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. 
But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I have a great example also would be because we were just talking about Octavia Butler this morning. And 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 she, as a lot of people know by now, she was deep into affirmations and yes. writing down her goals, very specific goals, which is the next thing I want to say about when you write those goals, not only level them up, but be very specific. Right. And she wrote, I will be a New York Times bestselling author. It will be a New York Times bestseller. And guess what? Octavia Butler passed away and had never had a New York Times bestseller. She didn't get a New York Times bestseller until 2021, I believe, because of the pandemic, Parable of the Sower. She literally did not live to see it. So for all intents and purposes during her lifetime, that was a goal she had not met. And guess what? So what? (laughs) Because having that goal helped turn her into the Octavia E. Butler we all know. And and who cares if she ever became a New York Times bestseller because she's Octavia Butler. Well, you know, I think that that's one way of looking at it. I think that it's not the only way. Because if she were my student, which she was not, she was my friend and my big sister, I would have said, don't phrase it, I will be. You have to see yourself as doing it. I am a New York Times bestselling writer is a different emotional position from I will be because the truth is that she got her goal. I will be. But understand that when you say I will be, you're not there yet. Right. And to a certain degree, it's, you know, you to a certain degree, there is a a school of thought in terms of motivational psychology that says that you imagine yourself as the thing. Okay, I am a black belt. You walk in, you know, you're only a white belt. You walk in that school. It's a little bit silly, but I've known people when the first day when they walked in the school, they carried themselves, my God, that guy's already a black belt, not in terms of his technique, not even in terms of his strategies and tactics, but he's got it. All the rest is just accumulating the skills. When you walk into a context and you are that thing inside you, that you're just saying, well, I'm, I'm the seed of an oak. I'm just an acorn today, but I'm really an oak. You may not see it, but I'm an oak. The, the goals, there, there's an acronym, S-M-A-R-T, is specific. You need to have a specific goal. You are a New York Times bestselling writer. I, 
in 19 in, in 2023 i am a new york times best-selling writer so you got I was just about to ask first. you how you would phrase that with your present tense wording so yeah, yeah. thank you for that yeah so in um, 2023 or, or you could just, i or, am a director <laughs> yes in 20 in 2023 i am a director i direct my first feature film or my first you know that th- th- saying that gives your subconscious until December 31st to make it happen. So what happens is that your, well, the, the, the technical term, your reticular activating mechanism in your brain, you know how when you buy a car, you start seeing other cars that look just like your car? Mm. When you buy a, a, a dress like this, you start noticing anybody else who has the same clothes? Yes. When you speak that way, your brain literally starts picking from the environment the resources that you need to make it happen. But back to my original point, even if you do use that active language and you don't become, say, a director in 2023, or like Octavia didn't live to see herself become a New York Times bestseller, it's the act of writing the goal that turns you into the kind of person who has the best chance of reaching that goal. And if you chose your goal properly, you wanted to be that kind of person. What you're kind of saying is, in a real sense, it doesn't matter if you get the goal. What matters is that you've had the journey. Yes, that's you it. Design that's the it. goal so that the journey is great. So don't be afraid of writing those those silly looking, ridiculous sounding. So rather than like 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 you might say, I want to lose ten pounds in twenty twenty three. Like I am a half marathon runner in twenty twenty three. Like yeah. that's a more specific goal yeah. because maybe that's something you've always wanted to do, but you didn't even dare dream. Help, say marathon, you know. But whatever part of it, just level well, it up. You can look up. Be specific. Hmm? And literally find a half marathon. I I run the the Long Beach half marathon on July 31st or, you know, July 2nd or something like that on, on July the 4th on Independence, the Independence Day marathon. I've got, I've got six months, therefore, to get ready for it. And now, now you can ask yourself, what do you need to do every week? In order to get there, what do you need to do every day? How do you need to eat? How do you need to rest? How do you need to exercise? And you keep track of that. You know that if you do those things, you are, you are being the person who can do the thing. Absolutely. And as a matter of fact, are you reading ahead? Because that's one of the next ones is deadlines. Deadlines are so important. They say a dream is a, a goal. What is it? A goal is a dream with a deadline. That's right. So the difference between sort of vaguely wanting something, even pining for it, is so different from drawing the roadmap to how are you going to do it. And having a deadline, I know for me, is the very first step in that. I don't always meet my deadlines. I I had a year where I, I think I had to write four or five short stories back to back in the latter half of the year, which is tough. You know, two from my upcoming short story collection, The Wishing Pool and Other Stories, which is coming out next year. And three, four different anthologies. And I didn't know what any of the stories would be when I agreed to write them. I just said, yes, I will write a story by this deadline. And so it's coming up with the idea. It's working through the idea. And I blew a couple of those deadlines, no doubt about it, especially with the book editor. He had the most flexibility. But the fact is, I got them done. And I'm about to start the last one. And the last one, in some ways, is the scariest one. But I'm excited. Scariest to write? Or do you think it's going to be scariest to write? I feel a lot of internal pressure to make the story really sing. Let's just put it that way. I don't want to blow. You know, because, you know, also with some of these stories, you don't know how they're going to come out. (laughs) You know? Well, you never know. 
So I really want this one to come out well, but I have so much confidence from meeting deadline after deadline after deadline in the latter part of the year. So make deadlines a part of your system to success. Don't be afraid of deadlines. Deadlines are your friend. Can't agree with you more. I mean, if you go back to that smart goals thing, specific, we've already talked about that, meaningful, the goal, you know, the M is meaningful. The goal should be of emotional importance to you. It's not your parents' goal. It's not society's goal. It's your goal for your reason. You're the one who's going to have to get up early and stay up late to make it happen. You're the one who's going to have to put down that piece of pie or not go to that party or whatever it is. And only loving the thing that you're doing or loving the results that you believe you can reach is going to make that happen. So that's S-M-A is as if now. That's the I am. Okay. As opposed to I will be. Okay. Realistic is R. Realistic to me means that if anyone else has ever accomplished it starting from where I started, I can do it too. You know, that's my belief. You know, there are times in my attitude is really if anybody else did it, I could do it if I'm willing to pay the same price that they paid. But I mean, there are, are exceptions to that. Like we were kind of chuckling watching Love Actually over how quickly that kid mastered the drums. <laughs> okay, clearly no respect for the practice it takes to be a good drummer. So are you going to be a professional level drummer if you start on January 1st by, Jan- by you know, by December 31st? I don't, know. I don't know. If you can find somebody else who did it starting maybe, from where you started, maybe then, you, you know, then I would say, let me see what they did. Maybe that is realistic. So play with your idea of what realistic means. You know, you might not say, I want to make a billion dollars from being a drummer. That's not really super realistic, in my view. And why but, even? But Who needs that again, much money? Once again, all you'd have to do is ask the question, has anybody, have, has any drummer made a billion dollars starting from where I am? If the answer is no, then it's not realistic. Yeah, they have, I can rest assured they have not. That's right. <laughs> and know, then what's the rest of the smart kind of Ringo Starr is probably the richest drummer who ever lived. And that's not because of his drumming. It's because he got into the Beatles. Right. Yes. You know? Yes. Yes. So then, so that's realistic. And the last one is time. T is time bound. That is set a date. By when are you going to do this? So if it's specific, meaningful to you, phrased in the present tense, so that your brain is, you know, is really sinking into it. Realistic in the sense that you're not saying flap your wings and fly. You're saying I want to learn how to hang glide. Mm-hmm. It's, it it mm-hmm. has to be realistic and then time bound. There is a deadline, that deadline. And I've heard it said that there are no unrealistic goals, just unrealistic timelines. Mm-hmm. That's not exactly true, but it's true enough. It's can, true enough for it's us. It's like saying Batman yes. can beat anybody if he has enough preparation time. Well, anybody can beat anybody if you've got enough preparation time. And you can accomplish almost anything if you have enough preparation time. So you, you have to look at these factors. And there are many different ways to look at goal setting, but that's a pretty valid one. It's pretty, pretty strong. And I know a lot of people like vision boards. Vision boards are visual and make it almost a little more fun, like your little kid cutting out pictures from ads and magazines or whatever. But for some of you, you're you're quivering and cowering because this sounds really scary, writing down like big goals, not just the, the 10 pounds, but oh my gosh, you mean you're implying a whole lifestyle around that 10 pounds or or not just that I'm going to publish, but that I'm supposed to be a prize winner. This is scary. Well, it is scary. And that's okay. It's okay for it to feel scary. I think that's part of dreaming outside of your comfort zone is it should be a little scary because part of what we're trying to do is toughen ourselves up. When I first moved to L.A. 
And I knew he wanted to break into Hollywood. And the odds were against us, not the right age, not the right demographics to, to break in the industry. I started going to these hot yoga classes, which I had never done before. And there was 90 minutes of really, really hot <laughs> yoga <laughs> that I did for about a year and a half because I was trying to turn myself into the person who could accomplish that goal. And that person was going to be a slightly different person than the one I had been. Right. I was going to have to toughen myself up a little bit physically, mentally, because part of getting through that hot yoga is a mental game. It's not just the physical part. And I think it. I still practice it in the comfort and you know cooler environment of my own home, but it was part of what got me over. And well, I'm not entirely certain that I knew that was your attitude. I mean, we, we that was definitely my it. attitude. You know, yeah, I, I I totally believe you. One of the things that is true is that what you did there was very smart because yoga is not primarily a physical thing. It's primarily about the connection between mind and body. So the heat, what you have to do is kind of release your ego and surf on the heat to just, to not, to just, you know, you're, the feelings are there. The sensations are there, but you're not connected to it. In the same way in Hollywood, people are going to react different ways to what it is that we do. Some people are going to say yes. Some people are going to say no. Some people are going to say, I love that we have this. You know, we're super excited to work with you. You know, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. fan. Big fan. Big big fan. And can't and have never read a single thing you've ever done. Yeah. Um, Right. That means I've heard of you in Hollywood language. That's right. So (laughs) to understand that these are goods people, smart people, they can be, let's say, as much as anybody. Yeah, not all of them. We all read the the headlines. Sincere people who use enthusiasm to, to power the engine of their careers. So they're going to shoot that enthusiasm at you. And if you can shoot it back, then you can play. You're in the arena. Now the question is, well, what are your chops? You know, are you good enough? If, if if the emotions are there, I think the emotions are more important than the technical proficiency. You know, that that there are plenty of people in Hollywood who keep getting work, even though they're not particularly good. And I think that those are people who are great to work with. The interview yes. is great. They, they're bringing the donuts to the set every day. Yeah, yeah, the stone face may not get you the work if you're right. if they're giving you that energy. And it's not that you fake it, but you have to be able to generate that enthusiasm. And yes. generating enthusiasm is partly emotional, partly mental, but it's also physical, which brings me to my next part of goal setting. Make sure that one of your goals is about a physical practice. It is very, very important, especially writers, artists, people who live in their minds and hands, who don't stand up a lot, (laughs) who don't walk as a part of their job description. You need to be in your body. You have to, not only does everyone, as you get older, no matter how old you are, need to remind your body why it's here and what it's supposed to do, because the body can't wait to start forgetting the kind of flexibility (laughs) you're supposed to have. It can't wait to stop just you know forget oh the whole my thing God. but yeah, after a certain point your body is trying to kill you <laughs> it is really like okay we're done right you do realize that back in the middle ages you would have been dead by now so what are we doing here you have to really really keep your body on track but other than that there is such a mind body connection yeah. that 
energy, those endorphins, that sense of accomplishment that you can feel after a physical goal translates back to your other goals and back again. It's like, oh, I I know I can do this because I just went 10 rounds with my body action system, which is what I use for boxing practice yes. with my, my coach Steve here. Or so if, if I can go 10 rounds on this thing where I was exhausted after two rounds when I first started, that reminds me of what progress looks and feels like in the body. And it's you anchor it in your body, keep that body energy high and keep your mental and emotional energy high. And they're in conversation with each other. So however that looks to you, I mean, maybe you're already working out three times a week and you're maintaining, dream, dream big. What's your next thing? What's the thing you've always wanted to study? That's a physical practice, but you've never taken a class. Our stepdaughter takes a boxing class. Steve is teaching. And hits the heavy bag. Yes, he does. As a matter of fact, Stephen Barnes, the person I do this podcast with, teaches him an amazing Tai Chi class at firedancetaichi.com. Tai Chi is one of the most healing practices you can undertake. And it's a way you add to what you're already doing, but it's expanding the dimensions of what you're doing. Well, you know, just... Oh, God, what do I want to say here? There's this expression that fatigue makes cowards of us all. Mm. The reverse of that is also true. Energy gives you courage. Mm. And so learning how to raise your energy, energy has multiple components. If you had a goal in 2023 of I'm going to double my energy, okay, it's that's obviously a very subjective thing. But as a general goal, it's good because it, it makes you ask, well, what what do I want the energy for and how do I generate energy? One of the ways you generate energy is with proper exercise, proper rest, proper food, and mental focus. What is it you want to use the energy for? So what you're talking about, the fire dance class at firedancetaichi.com is using Tai Chi as the physical anchor for affirmation, like Octavia did. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was she would say the exact same things that she had on that sheet from the, that, that she worked out from Think and Grow Rich, only she would do it while she was doing Tai Chi. And by doing that, you're anchoring it into your body. You're saying these words of power at the same time that you are moving your body. One of the advantages of that is that when you give effort, when you use affirmations, there will be demonic voices in your head. Oh saying, my gosh. No, laughing at you just outright. You. This is silly. This is outright. stupid. When you look like a jerk. <laughs> It's not going to, it's not working. If you say every day and every way I'm getting better and better, those voices will laugh at you. Well, what if you've defined one of your goals to learn Tai Chi? If you've done that, then if you're practicing Tai Chi at the same time, your voice is trying to say that you're not practicing it. Your actual, the actual doing of the thing trumps the voice and you get to start asking, wait a minute, that voice is lying to me. Whose voice is that? Why is it lying to me? Once you start questioning the voices in your head that say that you can't, you shouldn't, you mustn't, you are on a path to wisdom. And what you else? Are not the voices in your head. What else has that voice lied to you about? That's right. That's the key question. That's so, right. absolutely, a physical practice. We could really do an entire podcast on the importance of a physical practice. If you haven't ever included I, a physical practice on your goals, do it for the first time in 2023 and see it if it takes doesn't make a difference. Massive energy to raise your game from one level to the next. If I want to raise my game in 2023, one of the advantages of having that goal of going to the martial arts workshop in in March of 2024 is that I will be forced to increase my physical 
skills and my physical energy. That raising of my energy will help me break bad habits and it will help me work better at my career, yes. which then I get to use to support my family and go to the Philippines in 2024. So it's it's that cycle of, of using the, raising the energy to break bad habits and work longer so that I can get to the next level of skill and accomplishment, which will then give me the freedom that I need to have fun. And the idea of having fun drives me to do the things that increase my energy. It's that Absolutely. get on the positive cycle, the positive spiral, the upward spiral of life. And it doesn't take a lot of exercise. For those who aren't ready for the fire dance class, walking is great exercise. There's some group of exercises called the five Tibetans. You just look them up on YouTube, the five Tibetans. Good, solid, doesn't take more than 10 to 15 minutes a day for overall basic fitness. This is, it's it's serious. It's no joke. So- And I'm also talking to you, you know, gym rat folks, people who love the gym, who are already working out, who already have a workout schedule. You too can have a new goal related to a physical practice. In fact, you of all people, because if you're already that sort of athletic personality, chances are you've been selling yourself short. There is something that you want to do that you haven't done yet, and you can do it in 2023. Yeah, compete in something, attend something, learn a new skill. You know, yes. test yourself in some particular way, do a tough mutter or a, a marathon or a personal best. You know, there are all sorts of things you can do. But if you will What's choose- fencing about? Like, what's that all about? I don't know, but you can but find fencing? out. Oh, fencing is great. I mean, yeah. it's just, yeah, it's it's real fun. It's real so, fun. And you can do it. I, I, I took lessons from a 90-something-year-old fencing master who who taught, you know, movie stars back in, back in the golden age of Hollywood. And he could still- do it. You know, he couldn't run up and down across the floor, but put a foil in his hand and back him against the wall. He'd just kill you. <laughs> there you go. And and this is the uh, the last thing I wanted to share any in any case about my advice for your goals is it's okay if you take small steps, right? So for instance, popular wisdom would have it. Let's say one of your goals is to learn how to play a new instrument. Popular wisdom would have it that you need to practice for an hour a day. And that's mostly true. I mean, I'm not going to to say that that wouldn't make you better and make your progress faster. But if you only have 10 minutes to practice, that's okay too. Take that 10 minutes one day. Don't, don't. And this is something that, that stops us in our tracks with our goals, especially if it's a big dreaming outside of our comfort zone kind of goal. It seems so big that we would have to spend six or eight hours a day on this thing to learn how to do it. And the first thing we need to ask ourselves is, is that really true? Would it really take six to eight hours a day, six to eight hours a day, really, for you to do this? Chances are it's not true. And and a lot of of the ways we trip ourselves up is to lie to ourselves about not having the time or space for our dreams. We have the time or space for everybody else in our lives. We have the time or space to binge watch our favorite TV shows, but we don't have the time or space to follow our dreams. Take that time. That's why in the Life Writing Premium course, we teach that sentence a day. That's not just rhetoric. We literally do that. Like when we get super busy, sometimes that's all I can do. That was how I was able to get all those short stories written was that I was at least engaging with it on the level of a sentence a day most of the time. And then some days it was many, many pages, but it's okay to take small steps as long as you're consistent. It's the consistency that matters more than the time and the volume. Sprinting. You know, you can walk all the way to Disneyland, but you cannot sprint there. 
so what people often do is they will they will avoid any activity that they can't sprint to. If, if they see if they see the path directly, you know, in front of them, and all they, I'll just I'll just run to get there. On the other hand, if it's a matter of I'm going to do some work today, I don't know how I'm going to get all the way through this, but let's do the low hanging fruit. Let me just do the simple things today. Ask my subconscious to solve the problems that I see. Wake up in the morning, start over again. You do that day after day after day, doing the dog, walking the dog, doing the things that you can do. The ideas that will come to you, the solutions will come to you as your unconscious mind, what Stephen King refers to as the boys in the basement, will rise up and give you the rest of your success, will give you the rest of what you need. So what we're begging you to do is in 2023, you, you set your goals to become a person that you can be proud of. Everything that you're doing is something that you wish you could do, that you want to do, that the people around you would be proud if you'd done. So there's nothing that's hurting anybody. Now it's every day, what would you need to do to stay on that path? You predict, it is predictable that you will not be able to stay on that path every day. How do you beat yourself up? What distracted you? How did you get off the path? Because it isn't whether or not you fall off the horse. It's how long does it take for you to get back? So you notice how, how the kinds of things that knock you off track and how long it took you to get back. And all you're trying to do, write down the things that you've used to stop you. Your unconscious mind does not have an infinite bag of tricks. It's probably only using three or four different distractions to stop you. Once you write them down, it starts, your unconscious mind will start panicking. Oh my God, you know, I, I'm answering the phone instead of doing my work. Well, you turn your phone off for an hour so you can do your work. Oh, I'm, I'm surfing the internet, you know, and, and social, in, in, taking social media when I should be focusing. And it's okay. Well, don't do that. Don't shut down email. those tabs. <laughs> That's right. Don't, and don't look at your email. Don't look at anything until you've done whatever your basic work is. If you will do that, if you'll just, Start working on that within a few weeks, a couple months, as long as you're honest, you will know all the tricks that your unconscious mind uses to stop you, at which point you get to make a decision. Who am I? Who, who do I want to be? And if, you, if the things that you want to be are in alignment with your goals and your, your commitments and you know what the Dalai Lama said about the meaning of life is to be joyful and of service, then you will feel good every day. Yes, absolutely. You will. And great advice. Absolutely great advice. Was there anything that, that you wanted to add? It's like more specific to how you would approach goal setting. Well, our goals can frighten us. You know, I think that, that the framework that you gave is as good as, as any I've heard. And, but what will stop you more than anything else is fear. Fear of looking at your goals and dealing with the idea that maybe you can't have them. Fear with what other people might say, fear of negative changes in your life. So I wanted to offer an exercise for dealing with fear. And this is one that, that I used for dealing with, you know, the, the, the problems I had in the martial arts. And that is that you visualize a glass tube filled with water and there's glitter suspended in the water. And if you think about the issue that generates the fear, and then you, you, you visualize a glass tube filled with water, Glitter is suspended in the water, and you simply watch until the glitter settles. The water will be disturbed based upon how much the fear is bothering you. When the glitter settles to the bottom, you will have clarity. 
in a way that you did not have before. It took me, call it six weeks, something like that, of daily meditating for an hour to get that water to settle. So if you're doing it every day for 20 minutes, let's say, you know, I doubt seriously that your problem was as severe as mine. You know, mine, I had real psychological problems. Uh, and I would say that in a couple months, maximum, the glitter will settle to the bottom and you'll see clearly what it was that that part of your, your consciousness was trying to protect you from. Maybe your parents told you that artists starve, mm. you know, maybe okay. you have a toxic relationship where every time you try to change, it's crabs in a basket, you know, and somebody tries to pull you back down. But to gain clarity on what's going on, don't be afraid. Clarity that you are at the core of yourself, a beautiful, loving, spiritual being who deserves all the success that any human being can have in 2023. That if you get that success, you're just going to turn around and help other people. Yes. You're just going to guide other people along the path. So why shouldn't you succeed? The world needs you to succeed. The world wants you to succeed. Gaining clarity on that can be a powerful ally in your journey in 2023. And, and that's what we want for you. And we're hoping that you'll keep listening to us. And if you like the way we're talking about success and how the things work, do check out you know, the, the fire dance Tai Chi program, which combines powerful affirmation and powerful visualization and utilizing role models just from neuro-linguistic programming and shamanism. And, and of course, Tai Chi Chuan. I, I cannot, I cannot be more honest than you and say that this is the only practice that I personally do every single day. He every sure does. Day. And I'm learning. I'm not quite to every day, but I am learning and 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 you do other things following and, and doing a lot. And and also for those of you who are writers out there, no matter what your level, you could be aspiring to publish. Maybe you've already published and you're just trying to strengthen your practice. Hey, you you do have a story in you. Yes. And, and I know you wish you knew how to start and how to learn and grow, where to submit, how you're struggling with writer's block. So that's what Life Writing Premium is all about. Yes. If you like these podcasts, it's basically like this. It's us talking and teaching. There are PDFs. There are videos. There are guests who come in and share their experiences. But it's it's focused on writing tips and principles based on decades of writing and teaching between us to thousands of students. Not one student who's taken our advice has failed to publish. So we have weekly reinforcement and your writing practices that will help you thrive and help those 2023 writing dreams come true. So just check out www.lifewritingpremium.com. It's, I, I wanted to make the comment that it has been such an honor to be on this journey with you, sweetheart. Oh, it's, you know, my, thank you, my, my wifey is, is a remarkable human being. I would never want to forget that. And I would never want to, under, to forget that she is in many ways a manifestation of the human being that I turned myself into because I had to be the kind of man who would be worth a woman like this. Well, so, you, you know, know love, how I feel. Health, I'm so happy that success, I started. It's all taking, Thank you, sweetie. And I started to talk over you there. I, I'm just happy that I've been able to open up a bit more into the student space and accept those things that you've studied that I have not. It has really added an entirely new dimension to our relationship. And I want to thank you for, well, for your example and for your guidance and for your unwavering and quite vocal love. It's, it's just, you know, well, I'm, uh, better you're, you're teaching me how to be a better writer. 
You know, wow. I'm I I have my set of skills. I want your skills too. I covet your skills. I covet well, and as I covet yours, he's an idea machine. Which trust me, I am not. <laughs> so, <laughs> but when I do get an idea, I will ring. I will ring it. I will eat the 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 marrow out of that bone. Yes, when I you do will. get an idea. <laughs> so, in any case, everybody have a fantastic 2023. Happy New Year to everybody. Make sure that you make your list of goals, dream big, and make yourself the hero or heroine in your own story. That's right. The hero in the adventure of your lifetime. Take care. Bye. Bye Bye-bye, everybody. You've been listening to the Life Writing Podcast. Join us next time for more conversations about creating the project of your dreams. For more information, go to lifewritingpremium.com and get ready to write for your life. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.